0: Well, good morning, and welcome to the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Group and to the KLE podcast. This is your host Sean Smith, and I am the uh, founder and whatever uh, <laughs> administrator and uh, content provider in the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Facebook group. And we are live here this morning for our Sunday message and. Also, we are on the KLE podcast, which is available on most uh, podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple um, and Google. You can find us there, and I would love to have a follow, which, uh, and a like there, because if you do, um, it actually bumps up the message. Uh, KLE is not your usual church message. And uh, that's not our point we, we I'm definitely not trying to bring you content to fit in and to uh, be part of the the crowd. Um, my message is specific to actually equipping you for something. Let me say this is that a lot of people that are in this in the equipping group, the Facebook group, contact me outside of the Facebook group and are always asking me. Uh, for donations, you know, to provide for this and give to that and and whatever else. And and let me say this is that I understand everybody's got you know everybody wants to do things and we have a heart to do things and uh, and I appreciate you know your mandate. I appreciate your vision. I appreciate what you're trying to accomplish. But honestly, I sit here. I don't. I don't have any income from what I'm doing here, none at all. So, uh, you know, I cannot provide Bibles for you to give into your ministry. I cannot provide finance. I cannot pay for your college. I, I cannot build your your buildings. Uh, you know, provide education for the children. So please, you know, don't. I, I, I'm constantly on my phone. I'm, I have messages all the time. Messages coming through every day, and it it usually starts with "Hi, how are you?" and then "Can you give?" and and honestly, you know, I'm I'm not into that. I I would often want to sort of send a message back and say, "Hey, can you help me?" <laughs> it's just like you you know what because I I I, I just can't. I can't do, I can't help everybody, and I appreciate where you're at. My job here is to equip you, to give you equipping, to help you focus, to to inspire your leadership, to help you become more of what God's called you to do. Uh, you know, that that's my job. My job is not your source. God is your source. Father is your source. If he's given you the vision, he's given you the heart, he's given you the ministry, and he will provide for you. Either that or you, you ask God for ideas and opportunities, and he provides for you, just like me. You know, I was a pastor for 20 years, did the same thing. And my, my biggest, my biggest uh, we were talking about this in the podcast on Friday, uh, Steve and I, but my biggest regret is I didn't apply myself more into the, the realm of using the ideas, the opportunities that God gave me to actually do business to To actually apply myself into the secular um, world, uh, into the business world, because I love the business world, you know, and I never did because I thought I had to be a minister only and just focus on, uh, you know, I'm a Levite, so I mustn't give anything, do anything outside of that. Big mistake, big mistake. I should have applied myself more. I didn't. I didn't know that was what I was taught. That was the model given to me. You just if you're a pastor, you're a pastor, you can't do anything else. And um, yeah, to my regret, you know, is but, but anyway, that's regret. Now I'm working at, I've I've just, you know, a year ago, we landed just over a year ago, a year and six months ago, we landed in the country, immigrating. I've had to start my life again, uh, reignite everything. Last year was, last year, I I couldn't do anything. If you go back and look at at the, um, the podcast and stuff like it, you'll see there was a big break in the middle of the year. And that was because my son was diagnosed. My youngest son was diagnosed with cancer. And my focus was him, to get him through that. And uh, And we got him through that, praise God. We had a sort of miraculous healing in his life and he's enjoying life now. And so this year, it's now finding traction, getting back onto onto. Um, on, back onto the mandate, back onto the focus, back onto the purpose of God and the mission for my life. And I never want to be a kind of ministry. I never want to be the kind of person that actually um, has people kowtowing, bowing down because of money. You're not a prostitute. You do not prostitute your gift, your ministry, your ability, your, your anointing, your calling, Ever for money. Never do it. Never, never do it. I'd rather go without than being manipulated by people for money. Because when, when you're being paid by people, they can tell you what to do. You are their slave. And and I've seen this. I've seen this so many times, is that uh, ministries often from from here um, to friends in Africa, and what they do is they they pay them a certain amount, and now they actually control their life, control what they do. And I never want to do that. I never do what I do for profit, nor should you. We do this because of the calling, because of the the the, the mission of God on our hearts. We do this because we are servants and sons of the kingdom of God, not before any other reason. So I really want to encourage you in that is that focus on what God's called you to do, and God will provide for you. We're talking today a little bit about where are the skilled workers. I'm, I think it's going to be a bit of a series. Um, you know, I'm going to do this over a couple of weeks, but just looking at a number of, and highlighting a number of pertinent points that are very dear to my heart, very close to my heart. Uh, I've been I've been rejected for this, and I have been slandered for this, but. <laughs> I'm going to bring you just a different point or a point of view, a different perspective on being a skilled worker of the Lord. In Matthew chapter 28 verse 18, 19 and 20, we have Jesus strategy for reaching the world. He says, "All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth, in heaven and earth. Therefore go And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe or to obey all that I have commanded you, and lo, I'm with you until the end of the age. The first thing we've got to look at is the fact that Jesus said, all authority has been given to me. He was raised from the dead for our justification, was seated at the right hand of the Father, and became king of the kingdom. In Corinthians, Paul says the the last thing the last thing he's going to be doing is subjecting everything to the Father. He's going to be handing over everything to the Father, and we need to understand is that first and foremost is that Jesus is King of Kings. It was interesting last night. I was I was just meditating and praying late last night about this, and and I was thinking of that uh, picture of where all the elders in in the heavenly government, cast their crowns before the king, before the Lord. And I thought, you know, here we are. We are kings. We've been set to rule and reign in the kingdom. But every day we need to surrender our kingship to him, understanding that he is the king of kings. Oftentimes I see people. They, they, verbally, they'll say, "And Jesus said that." With their mouths, they are close to me, but their hearts are far from me. And many times, I see uh, leaders who who rule and see themselves as king. And you know, in in the workplace, I, I don't even, I don't even, um, I don't even promote the concept of being a boss in. In, in a in a company or an organization. I you know that mentality is changed. You need to understand that if you're a if you're a business person, you're working as a manager, don't try and be the boss. Because that whole mentality is changed. We're not chiefs, we're not bosses, there are none in the kingdom of God, and we need to bring a different style of leadership. That's what this is all about, is to bring a different style, a different mentality, a different attitude, a different profile of leadership to show the world a different profile, and that's why it's called kingdom leadership equipping, is to bring the kingdom into our leadership, into our rule, into our dominion, into our place into our leadership where we are, that we're not ruling and controlling and manipulating people, but we begin to show a generation, begins to show the world a different style, a different profile, a different attitude, a different heart of leadership into the world. And it doesn't matter. You don't have to be a manager or a CEO or a business owner. You, you could just be a worker, but showing the world. And that's what we're going to be talking about. Where are the skilled Workers. So the first thing we need to look at is Jesus said, "All authority has been given to me. He is the King. We are the Kings. We need to we need to um, serve Him. Amen. We need to cast our crowns before Him. Our He is the authority. He is the He is the, the 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 supreme King. If you want to call you know that this is a this kingdom is a kingdom where the King has dominion." And his subjects, us, us and weans, we and, me and Zewins, we are kings and lords as subjects of the king and the lord of lords. And so all the time we need to surrender and submit our kingship to him, re- realizing that we have no authority. We have no dominion. We cannot rule and reign if he is not king of our lives because it's his authority that we're standing in. His his uh, uh, um, rulership that we're standing in, nobody else's. And that's what we reflect when we're going into the earth, first. Secondly, well, that's, that's the first thing. In Genesis chapter 126, from the Amplified Bible, it says, Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness, not physical, but a spiritual personality and a moral likeness, and let them have complete authority, over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, and over the entire earth and over everything that creeps and crawls on the earth. Now, I know some people, you know, act like creeps and crawlers, but they're not. Okay. they People are not creeps and crawls. They're not cattle. They're not birds. They, uh, they're not fish. They're not, uh, you know, they, they, that's what we rule, not over people. We have complete authority over the earth. We have complete authority over circumstances, over um, uh, to have dominion over the things of the earth, but not over people. We do not rule and control people. Thank you, Shay. Uh, (coughs) Absolutely. So it's great to have Shay and Toby with me. Thanks, Toby, for popping on. Christopher, great to have you as well. So, um, and I think there's. Probably a bunch more people out there and um, so really great to have you online at the moment with me. All right so so he's in the initial the, in creation, it, have you ever noticed that that God speaks to the, to, the, to the sky, He speaks to the earth and he speaks to the water to create everything else but when he created man he said he speaks to himself and he says, God said, let us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, make man in our image, not out of, uh, you know, out of the image of the ground or the sky or whatever else, but out of our own image, out according to our likeness, and let them have complete authority. We, But our authority is His authority. You cannot be a dictator. You cannot boss it over people. We've got to get out of this mentality. You know, the the, the Facebook group filled up very quickly with an, over a thousand members and I know that a lot of people, because we don't get a lot of engagement and etc. but a lot of people think that if you can just get the silver bullet, that God's going to give you some kind of silver bullet that's going to put you in charge of people, you know, that you're going to have, um, uh, be a boss of people. It's not going to happen. God, Jesus doesn't work like that. He said, to be the first, you've got to be the last. To be the greatest, you've got to be the least. To be the ruler of all, you've got to be the servant of all. Now, that's, that's the kingdom philosophy of leadership. <laughs> totally different. He says the Gentiles exercise authority over and rule and over people, not us. We don't do that. Okay? So, uh, but listen, it's going to get interesting. I'm telling you, you don't miss next week because it's going to get interesting. God has really given me some insights here. Then in verse 28, Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, and it says, God blessed them, granting them certain authority. And he said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subjugate it, putting it under your power, and rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves upon the earth. So again, God tells them to, uh, he blesses them with certain authority, and then, and I love the, the message Bible says, take charge and be responsible. That rule over is take charge and be responsible. So put put it put everything, all creation under your authority. What we want to do is go and have power over people, and that's not what Jesus gave us to do. He didn't give us power over people. Now interesting, if you'll turn in your Bibles, so, so let me say this, is that was the beginning of things, that was the beginning of how, what God created you and I to be, and that's what Jesus came to restore back to us. So when Jesus says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth, he was the God-man, he was the risen Christ, he was the, the, the substitute for man, and as man, he had received all authority. As the God man, as the mediator, as the high priest, he had received authority and he was now giving it to all of us. Now, if you go to um, Matthew chapter 10, Matthew chapter 10, the first place we need to understand is that we have authority. Look at this, Matthew chapter 10 and verse um, 1. It says, Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority and power. The Amplified says. In the King James, it says power over unclean spirits. The NIV says he gave them authority. The the, um, New American Standard Bible also says he gave authority over unclean spirits to cast them out to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. So Jesus didn't say The Amplified says power here, but uh, the word there is exousia. Exousia is the capacity and the right for jurisdiction over. It's a legal term. So what Jesus was saying is to his 12 disciples, it says he gave them exousia. He gave them the right to use might. When it says authority and power, it was he gave them right to use might. And that authority, that exousia, was over unclean spirits to cast them out to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. If you go anywhere in the church, people are still trying to get the power. They they will have fasting, they'll have prayers, they'll, you know, they'll have whatever, more shouting, more screaming, trying to get power, trying to conjure up some kind of presence and atmosphere to have more power. You know, Jesus never had a, a conjuring up prayer service or a prayer service before he cast out a devil. He would cross the ocean in a storm, and there's a reason for the storm, but we won't get into that now, and he lands at the other side. He meets the most powerful principality that called legion in a man that could tear up things and and control the whole area, control that whole region, those demons, through that one man. And he walks up and begins to whisper and command that devil to leave he could calm the storm not with shouting at it trying to get some kind of feeling or atmosphere of power when they woke him up and said don't you care we are perishing we're dying here jesus don't you don't you get it this storm is like nothing we've ever seen before we are going to die here and he gets up and he says where's your faith and he turns to the storm and in the in the actual greek uh implication there his he said, shh. When he rebuked the storm, he didn't say, ah, tell am how, He just said, shh. And the storm calmed. Hurricane force calmed. Then they were. You know, if he had got up and shouted and screamed and tried to do the, the incantations of the Pharisees, you know, then they would have gone, well, he's, he's, another, he's a good Pharisee. But when they looked at him, they said, we've never seen anything like this. What kind of man are you? What kind of man are you? That's the kind of authority that we have over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. These things are subject to you. These things are subject to you. To the authority that Christ has given you. Where I come from especially, power is a big thing. One of the primary, primary temptations of man is power. They want money to have power. They want position to have power. They want a title to have power. They want political elevation for power. They want to look like they're powerful. They want to feel powerful. And it, it comes in any for every form and fashion through the earth. The most, the, in fact, Satan tried to tempt Jesus with what? Power. If you'll just bow to me, I will give you all the splendor, all these kingdoms on the earth. Every system will be yours. Power. If you just throw yourself off this roof, you will not die. Power. Men love power. They love to be in powerful positions, men and women of course. I'm, when I talk about man, I'm talking about the species of man, not the my, not the sex of man. So everybody wants this desires this thing called power. Power is nothing authority. You can sit in the presence of somebody that has power, but they have no authority. To have authority, they will manipulate, they will use weapons, they will use force, they will use crowds to try and give them power. But when you enter the presence of somebody that has authority, that's what they found in Jesus. They said, you teach like, like none of the Pharisees and scribes because you teach as one having authority. That's the difference he had. And that word is exousia, the same word. Now he says, I've given, I have all authority in heaven and earth given to me. Go therefore, he said, when you go and wait upon the Lord for the power, that's the Holy Spirit, he's come, he's in you. You have the power, now you go And do what you're supposed to do because you have the power. You have the Holy Spirit. How much more power can you get than the governor of heaven? How much more power can you get than the third person of the Godhead? How much more power can you get than the one who is like, but not, but who is like, but is not, but who is like the son of God, the king of kings residing on the inside of you? How can you get more power than that? The other thing that I that I want to challenge you is the thinking that somebody is more anointed than somebody else. One John chapter two talks about that. To counter the antichrist spirit in the earth, he says we have an anointing. All of us talking to the church, you have an anointing. The anointing, the Old Testament. Mentality was that you were anointed, that there was this special person that would stand up and was more anointed than anybody else called the Levitical priest and the prophet and the king. They were anointed. Everybody else was commoners. Everybody else was just trying to get in. But not today. You're all prophets, priests, kings unto God. You're a holy nation, a royal priesthood, spectacular people. All anointed, all have the Holy Spirit, your temples of the Holy Ghost, your living stones in the superstructure uh, building of God, your members of Christ's body. There's not, you know, in my body, there's not one member more important than the other. All of them are important. We might think our eye is good, but hey, get constipated and see how much, how, how, you know, how how much you think about your eye. Man, your whole body shuts down. (laughs) Have you ever noticed Sorry to be a bit graphic, but, you know, we we, we, we don't consider that until it doesn't work. And, you know, when you kick your little toe in the middle of the night against something in furniture and you break it. Let me tell you something. At that point in time, your whole body reacts to that little toe. Everything about your body is anointed. It's all part of the system. You can't see the veins, but they're working, baby. The, the little ones as well. Everyone. You can't see your nerves, but you can feel them. <laughs> you know, they're all contributing to, to who you are. And the same in the body of Christ. There's not one more anointed than the other, more, more powerful than the other. Some people just are more surrendered, yes. Learn to cooperate with spiritual things, yes. But not nobody's more gifted, more anointed, and more powerful than you. What they've learned to do is walk in their authority, maybe. And I want to say to you, every the first step of being a skilled worker in the kingdom of god is you need to understand your authority and it's not yours by design it's yours by by given of god to represent him to represent his kingdom in the earth so that's the first step you've got to recognize your authority that's what we've got to begin to uh understand and walk in the wisdom of three levels, knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. I'm giving you the knowledge. The understanding is getting it as part of you. The wisdom is the application is how to apply it. That's the wisdom. You're going to hear that, that little formula a few times. Over the next few weeks, but the first step is, if you don't understand your authority, that's why we get into all these religious incantations. We get into all this religious stuff because we think that if we if we do more, look more, sound more, shout more, we are more spiritual than anybody else, and that's why we have more authority. No, all we all we're doing is we're actually getting people to, uh, or you know, stand in awe of us. And that's not, you know, we're not heroes. We're representing a king. The whole point of all of this is to introduce people to a king and his kingdom. We don't have authority because we're members of a church or a member of a certain denomination. We still have this mentality of I'm of this and I'm of that. I'm of this church. I'm of that denomination. I'm of that man. You know, this bishop is my bishop. Therefore, we are more spiritual, more anointed than you are. Because he shouts louder, sweats more, you know, whatever. He's got fresh revelation every week. I was talking to a a brother yesterday, and we we were just talking about this. It's like we've always got to come up with this fresh message. We haven't even – we're not even – not even exercising the basic stuff of what Jesus spoke about, which is to have authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. When we're seeing everybody doing that, now we're in a place. <laughs> and that's what I want to inspire and encourage you in, is every single person needs to begin to walk in their authority. I'm going to be touching on the gifts, etc., cetera, as we go in the weeks ahead. But today, I really wanted to focus on that area, and and you can see it in a number of times, because Jesus' strategy was authority, make disciples, teaching them to observe, and Lo is with us, and baptism in, in between that. And it's interesting to see why the baptism is there, but that's what I want you to understand is really, I know I've spoken about this before. And so if you've been following these teachings, you'll you'll have heard this. But uh, the important thing is, is to understand is that you have authority. You don't need to be a pastor, a prophet, a bishop, an apostle. That, that Those people do not have more authority than anybody else. When it comes to uh, representing the king and his kingdom, nobody has more authority than you. That's, that's the difference. You know, having a title doesn't make you have more authority. Yes, in the exercise of authority over men, we, we did, but that's not true authority. That's illegitimate authority. Titles, when you borrow your authority from titles, positions, or, um, or because you've got more knowledge than anybody else, or because you can shout louder than anybody else, or because you can dress better than anybody else, or because you're associated with with more important people than anybody else, that is weak authority. That is weakness. And weakness breeds weakness. You understand? If you borrow from titles, positions, associations, status, you're actually creating a weakness around you. People are weaker because of that. And really, it's the blind leading the blind. Both fall in a ditch. But when you have true authority, when you have authentic, true, godly kingdom authority, you don't have to impress anybody. You don't have to have a title. You don't have a position. But demons know it. Unclean spirits know it. And every sickness and disease knows it. You begin to do what Genesis chapter 1 speaks about. You begin to rule and reign, you have true authority. And that's what I want to leave with you today is the first and foremost, spend the week meditating on, go through the the, the book of of, um, uh, the New Testament and read everything about authority. Don't try and be a Levitical priest or the high priest or a king or a prophet of the old covenant. We're not there anymore. We're now in the Melchizedek, Priesthood. Steve always talks about it, mentions it on in the episodes. We are the order of Melchizedek priesthood, which means it's not it's not by your your ancestry anymore, it's not by your positions and titles anymore. (laughs) Jesus came from none of that. But because of his obedience, he was exalted. And that's what I want to share with you today is really just focus on that area of authority. I had a call with somebody about two weeks ago or something, and they said they were going into a village where there's a lot of persecution and their lives, you know, oftentimes they get scuffed up and and beaten up and whatever else. And I, I don't know how it went, but, and I said to him, I said, you know, the number one, Two things I want to share with you is, number one, you have authority. When you walk into that place, don't walk in there as somebody that's like, and I'm not talking about arrogance, okay? I'm not talking about the status kind of symbol. I'm saying walk in there with a heart, a humble heart that I'm representing the king. I come in authority. When Jesus went into a place, he walked in there not as God. He walked in there as a as a man that represented the kingdom of God. And they couldn't kill him. He would walk right through them. They couldn't stone him because he just said, my time is not yet. And that's it. He had authority first. Secondly, I said, have you created the right environment, the right atmosphere? Pray for that village first. I heard about a guy, listen quickly, a story. I was reading a a, a, a book about a, a, a man, and I can't remember the, all, all the details, so forgive me if I don't if you've read the story and I get it wrong. but basically basically he went to the, to China and he really he, or India, India, and he wanted to go to this village up in the mountain and and they were an unreached people group, at the, and we're going back now a number of years ago, a couple of decades ago. and he wanted to go in there and preach the gospel to them but they chased him away he couldn't get in there they wouldn't allow him in there so the mission organization sent him to a a village just above the town and he spent time there but what he did was he decided he's going to focus on that village so what he did was he had to work obviously you know doing his whatever missionary work they were doing he would work for 8 hours and pray for that village for 8 hours he said, I'm going to spend 50% of my time praying for that village. And if i have going to work here 50%, I will pray 50%. After, after some time, after a here there, he has to go into town to get supplies. And when he gets into town, he bumps into somebody from that mountain village. He begins to engage the person in conversation, and the next thing that guy, um, or those people, whatever, I think it was one person, he shares the gospel with him, he takes him to his village, spends time with him, uh, disciples it, leads him to the Lord, disciples him, and this guy goes back to his village. He keeps praying for them. I think it was nine years later, nine years later, or something like that. He, they, a delegation comes from that village and calls him and he goes back there. They call him to that mountain village and when he gets there, the whole village is saved, including all the elders, everybody is saved and they ask him to come and, and disciple them. They want to know more on how they can do this. The whole village had got saved because the one man. We need to understand the the incredible ability we have when we have authority but i'm going to be telling you more about that as we as we go on in the next couple of weeks because i think it's vital we understand we need to have the strategy we have not kept up with with what's going on in the world we the church is a laughingstock of the world and it's not because not because we don't have something to offer it's because we we stupid. The, I hear people that the way they're trying to do things is stupid. I, would, I also laugh at some of the things that people do. I think it's just like, they're stupid. It's, that's not what Jesus has called us to do. It's not his strategy. And so I really want to begin to lay some foundations and, and begin to unpack the strategy of Jesus for these last days. I could say, where are the skilled workers for the last days? And the last days started when Jesus left the earth. (laughs) But where are the skilled workers for the last days? It starts with authority. Really, really get this into your heart. No, you don't need super prayer meetings. Go and spend time with your father. Go and spend time in the word and understand the authority that you have over unclean spirits. To kick out, and the message Bible says, to kick out the evil spirits and to tenderly care for the bruised and hurt lives. To heal every kind. Not to pray, but to heal. It's authority. Every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Every, every. Maybe if we walked in the authority of heaven, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, we'd see Every kind of disease and every kind of sickness and authority over unclean spirits to cast them out. Okay? So that's what I want to encourage you with this week. Think about it. Pray about that. Not to get it, but to pray that, that your heart and your mind will begin to shift, that you begin to think differently. All right? So really appreciate you all being with me and listening in on this message today. And uh, have a a God-blessed week. I know you will. And I really pray that you begin to understand that you are citizens of another kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. Go out there and begin to live like kingdom citizens. That when people look at you, they say, I can see the king in you. Not because you're religious (laughs) or because you've got all your fancy incantations, but because you represent his heart and his mind and you represent the culture of the kingdom of heaven. All right. So thank you for being with me. Love you lots. Until next time, this is Sean saying goodbye and God bless.